I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yes, and we have yet another Indian gem. (laughs) I don't know how you keep coming across these, but this is a terrific movie. (laughs) Through watching so many movies. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, this one is called Airlift, um, and it is from 2016. And um, just quickly at the outset, um, this one was a little harder for me to find. Um, okay. I had to go to, uh, I think it was called Enthusian. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'll put a link to it in the, in the show notes probably. So, But uh, I had to sign up for that. Um, well, I, I'd used it for one of our other Indian movies. Mm-hmm. But, but not being streaming um, you know, in our regular venues. How did you run across this one? Well, we are lucky in Dallas that we have a large Indian community for a variety of reasons, but I think especially thanks to TI being here. And um, so our Dallas libraries cater to this community oh, and we can request oh. Indian movies like crazy. You wouldn't believe some of the stuff they've got. Oh, that's amazing. Things that you can't find mm-hmm. anywhere. And so we found it, it was on a list and uh, we just went, oh, okay. And it wasn't until... I think Canon Rose did a, a brief coverage of this on their American's Guide to Bollywood podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I have heard. And, yes, and, yeah. Hannah, and <laughs> they were saying that it was hard to find um, uh-huh. anywhere for the same reason. And we didn't realize it because, you know, thank you, Dallas Library. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I guess a, a quick warning. Um, they have it on the YouTube and it's like $2 or something. Mm. But there are no um, subtitles. Oh, no. Yeah. So I got it and I was watching it and I was like, and and one thing I noticed when I was watching it, though, uh, I watched it for about 10 minutes and I said, well, I'm not going to get all this. But (laughs) there was a lot of English in it. Tons. Tons. Yeah. So every now and then they would say, so it was like I kind of understood what was happening because, you know, you know, one sentence out of three would be in English or something like that. And I, I just thought that was fascinating. I don't know that I really noticed that before. Because I'm usually, you know, reading the subtitles. Um, I, I, yeah. I I know that I've noticed English in it before, but not to that extent. I, in fact, there was this, the reason I watched it for ten whole minutes is I was thinking, I think this might be in English, you know, and they're mm-hmm. they're occasionally speaking, you know, Hindi or or whatever dialect they're speaking, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but it was fascinating. Yeah, but just as I a warning, also... that YouTube one does not have subtitles. So yeah, yeah. I also noticed this time how much English was being spoken. And I think that's a trend both in uh, Indian movies, and um, which I don't love, but, you know, they're not my movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, be more authentic. But I think that's part of being authentic. I think English is mixed in with all kinds of stuff. And there's a really adorable movie that's one of the ones that got us started called English Vinglish. And it's about an Indian housewife whose family makes fun of her because she can't speak English. The child, the children speak it at school. The husband speaks it at work. When she goes to a parent child, uh, I mean, a parent, a teacher meeting, 
the uh, teacher at the school can't speak Hindi, but he can speak English. He speaks some other dialect from wherever he came from. And um, so as it turns out, she winds up learning English. But uh, And it's a kind of an interesting look at America through Indian eyes because she winds up in New York at some point and that's where she learns English. But that's when we went, wow, they speak a lot more English there than we think for this movie to be so popular as it was. Yeah, yeah. Very, you know, so I, I kind of had the impression that that might be, you know, how they speak normally, um, mm-hmm. you know, just in normal culture, um, just with little English phrases sprinkled in. Well, at least yeah. for maybe some of the country, because I know if you watch Southern Indian movies, and now we're getting off topic, but there's very little in- Okay. English, if any. Fascinating, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're, so... They're much more uh, tied to their language as a cultural identity, though. Gotcha, understood. So, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think uh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this movie is based on actual events. Which, yeah. you know, things like the one with the fly, Iga, <laughs> are not based <laughs> on... No. But, but anyway, this mm-hmm. movie, yeah. This movie is a, uh, I don't know, historical drama, I guess you could call it, but... Um, but yeah, what's what's it about? Well, and we've run into this before where we'll try these movies that are real popular and we're just getting them off of a list of movies or reviews. And then we'll say, how did this historical event happen or this person who was so famous for this thing be there and we've never heard of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, each culture has their own things they pay attention to, but this was a big deal. So Airlift is about... An Indian man, played by Akshay Kumar, his name is Ranjit, and he is a businessman in Kuwait. He's Indian, but he's lived in Kuwait so long that he kind of looks down on India, and he talks about himself as if he's Kuwaiti. And his family's there with him, his wife and his little girl, and he seems very prosperous. He's co-owner of a company. And then um, the... Iraqi invasion happens in 1990 Mm. and suddenly he's living in a war zone and he wants to get himself and his children or child and wife out of course. And he's at the office and (laughs) all the people are like, Oh, you're here, sir. (laughs) Help us. We're all scared. And he's like, Oh, I've got responsibility for more than me. And then other Indians find out and they start showing up Mm. and um, the government is not, acting very quickly or being very responsive, the Indian government, I should say. And um, he finds himself in a situation. What does he do to help? Can he help? And we're talking about 170,000 Indians. Yeah, an incredible that are number of in people. Kuwait. Yeah. Right, because a lot of Indians, and you'll see this in other movies, which, you know, granted, that's where most of my knowledge of this comes from. So if people know other things about this, please let us know. Yeah. But They'll go and work in other countries, and especially uh, in the oil industry, and not necessarily in high-level jobs, office jobs, um, oil field jobs, that kind of thing. So there can easily be a huge Indian population in a foreign country like this. Yeah, for certain. Um, Right. And the thing that makes the movie more than just kind of like a docudrama is this man, we see him when he starts off, and he is not a great guy. He's not horrible, but he's, you know, selfish, self-centered, all these things. And he is put into circumstances that make him have to suddenly 
react in a way that he might not usually. And so he's got a real character arc of development. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Loved it. Yeah. And I, we should mention, um, just what the Kuwaiti invasion was, was Iraq invading oh, Kuwait. Yes. You know, some people may not remember that or know that or weren't born when it that resulted, happened. For it's us, a, it resulted in the Gulf War. Yes, exactly. The first Gulf War, right. Or I guess, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what we call the <laughs> well, second one nowadays. But I don't know. Yeah, but right. This was under yeah. uh, George W. Bush. Um, his no. administration. You know, so from an American, I'm sorry, George, George H. W. Bush. That's what I yes. meant. <laughs> his dad, George W.'s dad. Yes. Right. Um, right. So. Um, and yeah. it was Saddam Hussein. They kept saying, "And well, Saddam doesn't care." And I kept going, "Oh, right. He was doing other things besides what we were paying attention to. And one yes. of the things he was doing is he was trying to force up the price of oil. He was trying. He had a lot of." There were a lot of ridiculous demands that were being made, just outrageous of the Kuwaiti government. Mm. And um, then, of course, they just invaded yeah, and yeah. didn't think anybody would do anything. And, of course, the whole world cared about this oil supply. But in the meantime, nobody cares about these Indians who are trapped there. Right. And yeah. I did find it interesting, and I don't think this is – this is not a huge spoiler to say the guy's like, well, he's not worried at first. No one is. They're all kind of like, well, the Kuwaiti government will handle it. Oh, they all ran away. <laughs> and I get it, because otherwise they're dead. They're shooting people yeah, in the Yeah, this is like a tiny country. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they were just kind of overwhelmed and surprised, maybe. Um, but yeah, and it's not like... Right. Yeah, I mean, an invasion of the United States would be a different thing. <laughs> you know, well, uh, it's there, there's nowhere else in Kuwait for people to come from to help. You know, the, the yeah. Kuwait is just a tiny postage stamp of a place. Well, it would be as if, I'm trying to think, well, I guess say Texas. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if we were our own country and Mexico said we're going to invade and they just rolled in down the highway with their tanks. Mm. Yeah. And that's what happened with Kuwait. You know, they're, they're driving around. At one point, uh, the guy goes to Baghdad and you're just like, this is unreal. These huge highways in the middle of this desert. Mm, yeah. You know, um, it's very easy or, you know, what if, I don't know, Minnesota was its own country and Canada went, that's it. We're taking you. You know, the U S is so big and just has friendly countries on each side. So we don't have that kind of threat. Right. Right. Except for Canada, Canada might come well, in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those northern neighbors you got to keep an eye on that's right yeah so there's <laughs> those those highways um i wonder if they have trouble with you know sand just like burying those roads i kept looking at that thinking how are those highways so clear when they're filming yeah. them but yeah amazing because there was just sand everywhere but yeah yeah but anyway but yeah, so, so that's, that's the movie so that's right? the essential story is him trying to get all these people out to safety eventually. And um, as with movies like this, they had to take a few liberties in order to show the story properly. So, um, you know, really it was a couple of men who did all this and um, that sort of thing. But I think the essentials are there and the storytelling is so good. I mean, you really, it's, it's one of those stories that you look at it and go, Oh, well, then that's good. Now, now it'll be okay. Oh no. Now this happened. Oh crud. How do you even manage this? Yeah, yeah. And um, there are a number of other characters who they do a really good job of portraying in such a way that it gives a little bit more depth to the story, both good and bad characters. 
Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a, it is a, it's just a good story with really good characters. Um, yeah. And then there's this added dimension of it being based on a true story and, um, yeah, it, it's just excellent. Really terrific movie. Yeah, it's movie. just a good movie. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a good movie by any standards. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, not yeah. just because I happen to like it and feel like <laughs> it's one of one of Akshay Kumar's two best performances I've seen. Wow, that's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, really good. And uh, mm-hmm. only a couple of musical numbers in it. Well, you know, this is a serious movie. You don't <laughs> want to go overboard. That's right. Well, and the first number is one of those where he's at a party and... There's not as much of a reason for it, maybe, mm. except to show he's kind of a jerk and yeah, feels yeah. like he's an attention grabber and that's okay. And uh, the second one is much more natural. It's a moment of celebration of everybody at this place where all the Indians are kind of camping yeah, out. Yeah. And um, it comes really naturally. And it's the kind of thing where I feel like this is a, a good reflection of the Indian people, mm, you cool. know? Yeah. Just how they like to celebrate a good moment. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, yeah. So, shall we get a little deeper now? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Yep. So, yeah, please go see this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, the um, yeah, the very first scene really sets the character really well for Rajit. Mm-hmm. Um, he is speaking to uh I, I assume kuwaiti or actually saudi arabian maybe my i they seem yeah. saudi arabian to yeah me. um just other businessmen and he he tells a joke or somebody tells him a joke right no he tells the joke because it really sets, sets the tone for the entire movie yeah he says how do you fit 30 iraqis into a phone booth and they're like we don't know and he goes tell them it doesn't belong to them and of course that's what happens with the movie in kuwait these are people he does business with too, I assume, yeah, as Iraqis. Right. But there's this general level of contempt. And also, uh, it's what happens in the movie, essentially. Mm. The whole place, the city's crammed full of Iraqi soldiers as soon as you can blink, practically. Right. Wow. Yeah, in a big old hurry. Um, and it is amazing how quick things change. Um, yeah. yeah and, and you get this, you have this relationship with his wife as well. And at this point in the movie, um, she is angry at him, you know? So it's amazing how, how she changes too. So it's, mm-hmm. it's both, but she's, she's angry at him, um, for, I don't know. I mean, how would you describe what, what she's angry about at the beginning of the movie? Um, it's just that he's, he's so selfish and, uh, kind of, kind of distant from her, I guess. Yeah, and I don't know, you get that sense, but what the one thing they really talk about is their little girl, mm-hmm. who he comes home, and she's happy to see him, and he's, oh, yes, and swinging her in the air and everything, and the minute she's back in the bedroom, he's like, why isn't she in bed? Mm. We're going to be late for the party. <laughs> and she says, well, she's not like a car where you can put her in the garage and just pull her out when you want her. So, you can see this is a pattern of behavior. Right. right. You know, he's very centered on what he wants and then they go to the party and she says please don't drink this time mm-hmm. and he's drinking right in front of her and um then dancing and singing and kind of you know being a show off in front of everybody so it's not that they're fighting but you see they're not in sync with each other right right that's a good way and to then, put that. Mm-hmm. yeah and so then later you're right what you see is 
he's starting to feel a sense of responsibility because these people are coming up to him and saying, we're scared. And he's looking around at his office employees going, okay, Joseph, get, tell them to all bring their family and friends or families here, get a list going of what, what can we do? Mm, yeah. And she though is still focused on, you said you were going to pick up some money and we were going to go to London. Why are you hanging yeah. around here doing and that, this? That was an interesting thing uh, for his character too. Is yeah, when uh, things start to happen, and as a businessman, he's in his house making calls, trying to figure out what's happening, what he needs to do, mm. and um, he's clearly tense. And he's like, you know, uh, he's not saying, "Hey, I need you guys to go back to India," <laughs> which is <laughs> a very interesting thing, right? Instead, right. he says. Um, Hey, I think we need to send you and the daughter to London for a few days. It'll be just a few yeah. days. You can come back. So everybody thought that this was just going to be just a minor blip. You know, mm-hmm. this will only take a minute. Um, but but it's not India who he thought his family should go to. It was uh, London. Right. Right. So he, he's kind of separated from his home country. He doesn't have yeah. a lot of... Uh, he doesn't see them as the place to be, right? He doesn't seem to respect it. Right. At one yeah. point, his driver, who's Indian, is talking about, you know, going to India with his daughter. And he's like, why would you go there? Yeah. And the driver's kind of embarrassed. He goes, oh, no, never mind. That's fine. And maybe the wife is nudging him. I can't remember at this point. Um, that was so far ago it was the beginning of the movie before everything awful happened right and it's interesting the way they gradually ease him into understanding what's going on first his he first of all this invasion's going on and he has his driver come to get him (laughs) and of course he doesn't really realize how bad it is outside Mm -hmm. but they get outside they're driving around and i mean you're seeing people just shot in the street they're pulling the kuwaiti men over just shooting them in the head and leaving them there or there's piles of bodies. And then the women are all being dragged off and you're just like, oh, no. And um, it's the kind of thing that by the time the Americans get there, that's usually done. We, we're seeing the ruins. We're not seeing it going on around you. And it, I, that really affected me. I, yeah, I just, me too. The I sense mean, of, yeah. The, yeah. Sense, the sense of fragility. Of you know, yes. and especially in today's time, you know, where everything feels f- so fragile, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah. at, at times I feel like, man, this thing's just going to fall down, you know. Right. Um, but but yeah, to be there in Kuwait and just you know, things are not, you know, you're an incredibly rich country, um, roads, you know, buildings, everything, and then um, in rolls an army. And just starts randomly shooting people, you know. And it, just, it's not a disciplined army. It's an no. army full of young, dumb, 16-year-old boys, as they say yeah. at one point. They're right. just going around. They got guns. They're looting. They're shooting. And, you know, they've been told this is okay. Yeah. They've been told to go do it's, this, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you can't even say it's because they're young and 16 or whatever it is. It's just, this is how they've been told and it's fine. Right. But there's right. no discipline. There's no kind of military anything. They've been put in a uniform and taught to use a gun and stuck in a truck and driven a few hours. Mm. And now they're invading. So, that's going on. And it's when the dry, they're stopped and the soldiers are um, questioning them quite roughly. And the driver is used to speaking Arabic when he stopped. And, you know, he's going, you know, Rakesh or Ranjit, sorry, is saying, don't, don't speak Arabic, don't. And he does. And they go, oh, you're Kuwaiti. And they just shoot him right in front of him. Yeah, amazing. 
So yeah. he's got to go get his wife mm-hmm. and family yep. and take them to his office. And then he's just going to get some money so they can get out of the country. And that's when all the people come around and go, we're afraid. What do we do? Help us. And as yeah. he tells his mm. wife later, it was one thing when they're office workers. Now I know their names. Hmm. How do I turn my back on that? What kind of a man am I? You know, this is kind of, and he realizes at one point, he says, this is a defining moment. And then this becomes kind of a safe spot and other Indians start showing up, word starts spreading. Mm. And suddenly he and a couple of other business leaders are running this refugee camp in this school they found. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, so he was, he was told that Saddam had no reason to kill Indians. Yes. Right. So that's why it was kind of a safe spot. As long as they knew that was the idea of it, right? As long as the they were starting to collect together under an Indian identity, right? This is right. what we share. Or we are all Indians. That is the safety um, that was perceived, right? Right. But nobody has their passports on them because this isn't Mm -hmm. the place where you walk around with passports all the time. Yeah. yeah. So how can they prove they're Indian? So these are all the challenges he's reaching. And when he realizes at some point, there are 170,000 Indians that have to be gotten out. Yeah. And right. They were counting on the U.S. They kept going, well, America, they're not going to let this stand. They're going to (laughs) come in and take care of it. And what they don't realize is America would. And if there were even 10 Americans there, They'd be all over it. Yeah. But they don't care about the 170,000 Indians. They have their own things going on. That, yeah, that, that's amazing to think about, too, that, um, you know, of course, there were other things happening, you know, but from the Americans' perspective and the news that we get, right. you know, is, is really just American-centered. Um, well, of course. Yeah, you bet. And um, so, yeah, I, I didn't have any idea that this was happening, but um, <laughs> but it's interesting how they saw the United States, too. It's like, oh, yeah, they'll come and take care mm-hmm. of this here within a few days. But, of course, that's going to take a minute to get, to, to get over there and stuff. Um, and to get yeah. the co- – to what are the other countries going to do? What's Russia going to do? Yeah, right. There are all the different factors. And, of course, I think it was interesting, though, that – they did keep saying, well, America will be here. America will be here. But America didn't get there to do that. Yeah, right. And they weren't even there. So, yeah. So, mm. then they're leaning on the Indian government. And the Indian government, <laughs> when this movie came out, the Indian government was quite upset. They're like, we weren't just sitting on our <laughs> hands the whole time. Like, you seem to make it think. Yeah. But I could also see where they're like, well, nobody's shooting the Indians. We have things also we're doing. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, with Ranjit, um, the Indian government was not his first go-to. No. Right? I mean, for him to, to – it was like, where's the Kuwaiti government? They'll help us, right? And they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then he was even wanting to talk to Iraq. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, right? So, yeah. he talked to the Iraqis. I mean, that was that – that he went to Baghdad. Or whatever. Yeah, he even went to Baghdad oh. a little later. But the guy that he was dealing with the the locally, major. yeah, um, and and the Iraqi major, um, I mean, but that 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 was leading him. He needed to talk to Iraqi people, you know, because he's got friends there too uh, that he had made over time or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, but the Indian government was like third in line of uh, people that were a solution to his problem. 
Right. Well, that's not an unfair assessment either, because at one point, you know, they get a hold of this guy who, this poor guy, he just happens to answer the phone right before he goes to lunch. And he's not even in the golf division, but he is the only one who he can feel some kind of sympathy and they keep calling him back. And he's like, well, I gave your name to these people. They're like, but they're not calling us. And um, eventually it's interesting how they use uh, just a moment of him watching TV with his father. And his father comes in and says, oh yeah, look at this, watching the Kuwait, the news from Kuwait. And he goes, this is just like when we were kicked out of Lahore. Well, that is a reference to the partition. Mm. When Pakistan separated from India, oh. and that was brutal. And it is like, I don't know how you even define it. For an American, it's, I guess, like their civil war. If the civil war happened pretty recently, they it defines so many movies we've seen. It defines a lot of underlying attitudes about things like this. So when he said Lahore, we're like, oh, okay. Mm. Your family has experienced being refugees under difficult life-threatening circumstances. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for an Indian, that line would have been laden with meaning. Okay. And that's why he suddenly goes, okay, I'm going to have to be determined and do this because this is the kind of thing I understand more Interesting. now. Yeah. And the thing that's funny is, so what they show is everybody, and you get it. It's, you know, I'm a government official. This is not my job, blah, 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 blah. But the Indians don't seem to be pulling together. And this is also hard to understand for Americans because it's that culture in America of we get our people back mm, or yeah. we know the reason why, you know. And in India, they are so much more – and again, I'm speaking really generally – but they're so much more regionalized. And there's a movie called Chakte India, which is where we really realized it. And it's a sports movie. Um, but it's all these girls who are going to be on this championship field hockey team. And they're all from different regions. And they can't overcome their regional differences. Mm. It's like if I was like, oh, you guys are from Utah. Forget it. Mm. We're from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're in an international situation, you go, no, we're Americans. Well, they have a harder time doing that. Because their independence and coming together as a big country is so much more recent. And so, um, it's kind of exemplified by the point of when they go to ask their India pilots if they'll do all the planes to get everybody out because the Indian government doesn't have that many planes. And they're all like, eh, I don't know, what's in it for me? I, that, that's awfully dangerous. And they're like, look, I know this, this is hard because they're not your kin. So it's still almost that clan thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do you know? remember him saying that. You know, it and was so like, that kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, that thread kind of goes throughout the whole thing of it's pulling together as a nation instead of, and for our people instead mm. of for me and mine. Yeah. So I guess uh, jumping forward to the end there, when they lift the flag there. That was an that was an Indian flag, right? Uh, for the whole yes, country of India, right? So, um, yeah, so that was them together for sure. I don't know. I I had a tear in my eye. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was a big moment, yeah. and since it's an Indian, maybe uh -huh. we got to see the flag a lot of times while everybody kind of cried a little bit. Um, but it was, you know, a big emotional moment, and um, here we are. This is our country. We're all together, and they're they're here for us. Right. 
Well, and so we got way off track from. Yeah, um, well, that's interesting. You know, so yeah, but back early on, um, I remember. Yeah, so Renji, you know, after uh, Indian folks start collecting, um, they start to worry about food, and I remember him going to a grocery store. And in that grocery mm-hmm. store, there were, you know, it, it seemed to be an Indian store, right? Right. Uh, and in, owned by an Indian at the very least. And he was talking to some people who you felt were leaders in the community of Indians um, mm-hmm. in in that, in Kuwait. And um, they were they were acting as if, you know, the, the status quo still existed and that Ranjit was still a powerful man, right? And mm-hmm. Ranjit was basically saying, uh, this is gone now and he said something like you know the only thing that sets us apart is that we're indians um so he was convincing these other people that the kuwait society that we were we've been living in is no longer right and mm-hmm. we're nothing if we're not indians i thought well and yeah. that's the moment when they push back and they're like oh when have you started caring about being right. indian because yeah. he was so aggressively anti-indian yeah really mm-hmm before and he's like, no, I get it. Here's what's going on. Yeah. We got to hold together. Yeah, yeah. You you folks don't understand that this structure that we just had is gone, and mm-hmm. the people that were respecting us are gone, and they are replaced by this Iraqi colonel or whatever whatever his rank right. was, um, who has no respect whatsoever, and um, really, you know, that we're Indians and not Kuwaitis is the thing that sets us apart. Yeah, and that Indian major was interesting because he defined very clearly for us the only thing that mattered was who had power and what favors anybody did for each other. Because Mm. he starts off, and the thing I thought was most interesting is when he first meets Ranjit, he says, and do you remember me? And Ranjit's like, I don't know what's going on here. Because he's still shell-shocked by his trip through the city and his driver being killed and everything. And he says, well, I was the head of your personal security detail when you were in Iraq somewhere. Uh, Maybe Baghdad, but meeting, you know, very important people. And he says, oh, don't you remember me? And he doesn't. Ranjit doesn't. And he says, that's okay. Important people get remembered. (laughs) I wasn't important. I'm important now. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, let me explain to you, I am important. But also, I thought it was interesting that he's like, I get it. I know who I was, and now I know who I am now. And I thought, usually you would find people being resentful of that lack of attention. But that's how the status quo always was Right, for so for him, it was like, I've got to climb the ladder. It wasn't, right. yeah, so he, he yeah. So, he knew, he knew, how it. It, he knew how it works, and now he's earned it. right in his eyes right this is now i have made it and this is awesome yeah he was he was uh very happy with this power yeah he wanted american dollars he didn't you know this old whiskey is fine Uh but i need a lot of money and i'm going to flex my muscle by sending soldiers in to take your food and um and next time it might be worse and all this kind of thing so he's gradually um making it really clear from Ranjit's point of view that they've got to get out of there and they can't just sit around and wait for anybody. Right. This whole thing thing could fall apart any moment. Right. Yeah. So um, going way back to when we were going to talk about, so this is, we've talked about Ranjit's transformation. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the thing I like about this is hardship forces us to grow. Yeah. We don't like any of that. And, of course, from a Catholic point of view, this is what we're told over and over and over. We don't understand the real world. We, we are like, oh, we should want to be comfortable. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like to think that you can always be comfortable is unrealistic thinking. It's not anchored in how the world works. And it's also not how spiritual growth happens. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. when you're subjected to suffering and hardships like this, is what breaks through the walls that we've built up of comfort and sloth and selfishness. And I guess comfort's not a wall. That's the result of some of those things. But so all the things that we saw in him and his dealings with everybody. Mm-hmm. And that gets broken through because he's got to take care of somebody besides himself. Yeah, yeah. And that's how often it is. And that's what leads to the wife's transformation, although it's it's smaller. But so we were saying at first, she's like, she's at the office and she's like, when are we getting the money and going to London? You said. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't leave these people. But she could. Yeah. They're yeah. at the camp. And yeah, there's all and those I, people. You know, I give her the benefit of being absolutely horrified. You know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But you're right. I'm not saying she's wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's having to explain, no, 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 no. My priorities have shifted. I As soon as I get these people settled, he keeps saying. Yeah. But, of course, every time he says that, a new obstacle comes up. <laughs> and eventually, um, she sees him becoming closer to the daughter. She sees him um, working and working and working. And then she winds up standing up for him to Mr. George. <laughs> <laughs> Who is like a genius character. Yeah. Um, Mr. George <laughs> is Mr. the George, complainer. Yeah. Mm. He's um, he's always going to find things wrong. Like these toilets aren't clean. You're the boss. Why aren't you having the toilets cleaned? When that's the last thing anybody needs to care about. And he's relentless. It, nothing's ever being done right to help him, all these things. And his poor wife is just embarrassed. His wife is an employee. That's why Mr. George is there. And so at one point, Mr. George is just awful. And the wife winds up standing up for her husband and saying, boy, are you lucky he's not the guy he was 10 days ago. You'd have been cut down to size and never even know what happened to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was a good speech. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then later Mm. what happens is he's, um, he's, given up he's had it he's not even mad he's just like i'm so ineffective i can't get anything done and the um two of the other leader type people are going to go out to this ship to see about if they can get 500 people onto the ship and get them out Mm -hmm. to this garbage scow and she's like why aren't you going and he's like i can't do anything and she says have you forgotten who you are? Your mm. whole thing is you negotiate. No one does it better than you. So she's deliberately sending him into danger for this small group of people out of the huge group they have to help and telling him it's time to get it going. Right, right. So she's also changed her goal. Mm-hmm. And she's showing her pride in what he does. She knows who he is. She's willing to send him out there when it leaves the two of them alone. I mean, the daughter and wife. Um, and so her process is also gradual, but through her seeing him change and seeing the difference it makes in the th- people around them, she is then open for change herself, for transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And that was powerfully shown. I thought, um, it was terrific. 
um, there was a scene where he was eating dinner with that colonel. Oh, and yeah. And she was there, and um, he went into his, what he does best, right? Yeah. He was finally himself for a moment, you know, where, you know, he's like, you know, the things that I know that got me where I am in a business world, I am going to use that now. And he just kind of naturally fell right into it. Even mm-hmm. though it was so dangerous, you know, because he was lying uh, and part of it. But she respected him so much right then. You know, she was like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. he, here he is. You know, this is him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. Well, later when she says, I didn't know that you had set this deal up. And he goes, oh, no, I hadn't. I was bluffing the whole thing. <laughs> and she doesn't even get mad at him for what? You put us in this danger. She's like... Oh, what's going to happen now? And he's like, I don't know. I might have traded 500 people's lives for the rest of the 170,000. <laughs> yeah. And that's what shoves them to have to make their dash across the desert. Well, yeah. and the, the ultimate of their personal transformation as a couple and as people is um, when he takes Tasneem and her mm-hmm. baby into their car. And this is a also a little interesting look at... There is an Indian servant of some sort. We don't know if she was a nanny or maid or whatever. She has snuck her um, Kuwaiti employer and baby into the Indian camp with her. Mm-hmm. But this lady can't speak Hindi. She can only speak Arabic. So she can, anytime she talks, she gives herself away. She's not talking much. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Mr. George finds out about it right <laughs> as they're getting ready to do their convoy out of town. And um, Ranjit says, fine, will you allow me to endanger my own life? And he's like, I'm not leaving this woman and baby behind. She'll be killed instantly or worse. Yeah. And they take her into their own car and he's, he's telling his wife and she's, she's smiling so proudly (laughs) and like, come on, get right here in the back seat. Yeah. You know, it was was awesome. A lovely moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, they have, become new people Mm -hmm. yeah they're a team now too yeah and that's funny because that little moment of so the servant obviously was so fond of the employer that she did that for her and then there's the young man ibrahim ibrahim i guess he was married eight days before this happens and can't find his wife she's disappeared yeah but he doesn't want to give up on her. But he's naturally, he's he's knows who this Kuwaiti woman, that she's Kuwaiti. So he'll kind of help protect her a little bit. Mm-hmm. When they get to the point where she has to declare her name at the airport that she's Indian to get her on the plane, he steps up and claims her as his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's him admitting his wife is probably dead. Right, right. So that's a tiny yep. story arc, and it's so well done with just a few glimpses of this, these two pe- people at different moments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great script. Just mm-hmm. really, really, really great. <laughs> and really well acted. All of them, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the main guy, uh, Ash, Ash K, Akshay. Akshay Kumar. Akshay Kumar, yeah. Was terrific. Yeah. His wife was terrific, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that, that was Kumar powerful. Yeah, Akshay Kumar is a, a kind of, he's big. He's been in a ton of movies. And he's funny because um, my favorite performance of his is Tashan, which is a movie that is uh, not loved in India, but loved here <laughs> in the West. It is such a great action 
thriller movie. I recommend it to everyone. Um, it's if it's almost like a Quentin Tarantino movie in its cleverness, but without all the extreme over the top violence. Mm. It has got top performances from all these people. I mean, Anil Kapoor, oh my gosh, that's where I fell in love with that guy. Mm-hmm. But Akshay Kumar has this action sequence in the middle of this movie that if nothing else, you should watch it for that. And if I can, I'll try to see if I can find a clip of it. And this is when we found out he was he's known as the Jackie Chan of India. Huh. So he came from more of a martial arts movie background. Interesting. But now mm-hmm. he's doing movies like this. Yeah. Where he was, this is really good. I think yeah. I, he's so good in it. So good, yeah. That's great, yeah. And and George, like you said, uh, terrific character. Um, <laughs> we know folks like that, you know. And his wife too was just horrified most of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we the know we I, know folks like that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and the thing I like about Mr. George is there's this one moment of redemption at the airport where he very stiffly gives a little hug to Ranjit and then walks on. But the next time you see him, he's on the airplane complaining <laughs> to the stewardess about how do they decide who's in first class? This just doesn't seem fair, you know, because you're like, these people never change. In an American movie or even just a lesser movie, the temptation would be for him to now become a better person. Right, right. No, he's not. <laughs> he hasn't really learned much from this. Mm, yeah. He's going to be that person again. <laughs> so correct. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah. That was, it was, it was good. Uh, I, I do love, um, you know, in uh, uh, the Bollywood podcast, American's mm-hmm. Guide to Bollywood, you know, they, oh, they, yes. they did talk about, you, you, you mentioned this, but you, they talked about the, the relationship with the daughter and how that mirrored his transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the beginning, they, they had that scene that you described where, you know, he was throwing her in the air and stuff. And as soon as he put her down, he was like, you know, um, so he was he was there, but he wasn't really connected, you know. Right. And then uh, throughout the movie, um, he ended up like on the airplane um, talking to her and things, you know, where he was actually present, <laughs> you know, yeah, and and through He's joking with her, exactly, yeah, which is something that he wasn't doing before. He was like, yeah, well, she needs to go to sleep so I can go to the to the bar, um, or to the party or whatever. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting now that I think about it, and I maybe I'm pushing this, but the parallel is between him and how the Indians are treating the refugees or the 170,000 that can't get out. Mm, They're like, we're just going to have to handle it yourself. We have other stuff to think about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Indians gradually, you know, the Air India pilots are, okay, we're on board. We're proud. You know, Um, we're, we're engaged. You're not just somebody who can immediately do me good or that is my kin. And so I have to deal with you. Yeah. They're thinking bigger. And that's also his transformation. It's, I don't, maybe I'm probably really pushing it here, Mm. but he undergoes the same thing. And I mean, of course, that's what I've found in my own life. I am very selfish and I don't want to think about other people. I would rather do my own thing, but when you're forced to do it, of course, it's good for you and the person you're helping. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, and that's that's mirrored in in so many lives, uh, mm-hmm. mine included for sure. 
<laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's just part of the uh, natural human condition, unfortunately. I mean, sometimes there are those naturally saintly people, <laughs> but then you read their autobiographies. You know, you read yeah. Teresa of Avila, you read uh, Therese of Lisieux's Story of a Soul, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody's got that journey to make. Everybody has to learn to think more outward and less uh, selfishly. Right. So I, I do feel like, you know, the, the Ranjit, um, mm-hmm. he did end up a better person through it all. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just such a clear transformation, very satisfying, um, to watch. Um, yeah. And when you look at what's accomplished, I mean, okay. So in real life, it was two people instead of one, but my goodness, 170,000 people yeah, were that airlifted is to India. That is amazing. That's a lot of planes. Well, the, yeah, and they say at the end, and it was at like five days or something of however long it was, continual uh, flights hmm. coming and going and getting every single Indian out because they have to go to Jordan, of course. And that was a nice moment, too, the getting them across the line and <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting. You know, so they're in this caravan headed uh, to Jordan, and then they they get to that little um, checkpoint, mm-hmm. and um, that was an interesting turn of events too, because you know that got violent. Um, yeah, you know, and that was really, you know, you you felt like the whole movie like things could get violent, and then suddenly they did in this little tiny way. And then um, he was protected by all of the people, right? It was basically, yeah. you know, there are 170,000 of us. You better not touch him. <laughs> you know, and well, that was and, amazing. And even George was in that crowd. So Yeah. Yeah. His other small moment of redemption. Right, right. Because they're like, who's she? And, you know, and his mm-hmm. wife is turning to Mr. George going, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Or Ibrahim. I can't remember who it was at that point, but it's like, you know, because he was just the kind of person who'd give her up to save his own skin. Oh, for sure. Without no a question. doubt. Yeah, no question. But yeah, but that was almost like a, a a different turn for that movie. And he was there again with his wife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that point, they were very much on the same page and it ended up violent. Um, and yeah, that was that was a worrisome moment. No question. Um, yeah, and it was very real seeming. All the kind of sudden jumps of logic, like, "Oh, who's this?" And well, we're going to take her, and um, him trying to stop them, and it's not working because they're just not listening. And the the fighting that wound up happening was very real and awkward looking to me. Yeah, yeah, um, agreed. You really felt it. Yeah, yeah. And I kept saying, "Where's everybody else? What's going on? <laughs> Why isn't anyone else there?" Yeah. And then they all show up on the hill above them. Yeah, you're right. That was kind of an awkward fight. And that that was that is good. You know, he wasn't cuz he didn't do that as a businessman. That wasn't what he that wasn't his method. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he's in the mob. <laughs> yeah, know, and it and, wasn't choreographed to be yeah, a good fight. Right. Yeah. It's just awkward flailing around and mm-hmm. you know, throwing rocks at people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's like uh yeah, we're we're 170,000 people. We're going to go through this. <laughs> You guys can uh <laughs> you guys can survive this or not, whichever one mm-hmm. you want. So yeah. Just out there in the middle of nowhere in a little checkpoint. Um yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of like a Western in a way, isn't it? How, um, uh, you know, when the authorities are gone, you know, the, in the middle of the desert there, I mean, you're, you're not going to call the police. It's like, <laughs> right. you know, right. So, I mean, their their civilization is far away and everybody's making their own, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I guess, honestly, at the Jordan border, there weren't very many people there. I mean, they they looked more competent than the mm-hmm. other soldiers we'd seen, and they had guns and things, but there weren't tons of them. They weren't expecting all those people. They could have run the gate over, but they weren't going to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, of mm-hmm. course, being a movie, the approval comes through just in the nick of time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but there is that moment of relief. I mean, the movie carries you the whole way with it. When they're going through and waving at the soldiers who are kind of just looking at them, kind of like nodding, like, okay, um, you feel it too. You're like, yes, yes, they're in Jordan. They're safe. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then they get to the airport and you're like, oh yeah, all these other people <laughs> trying to leave. People yeah, where's, uh, where's <laughs> India? Yeah. I thought it would be abandoned. There's no Indian flag. <laughs> yeah. But that was Anyhow. good. Yep. Then they raised yeah. the flag. Yep. Yes, my heart swelled with pride. And there was much then rejoicing. I remembered I wasn't Indian, but it was okay. <laughs> I was you an bet. honorary Indian in that moment. <laughs> As was I. Yay. The lotus blossom flew proudly. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very good stuff. So, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, you said, um, so when that that main character, that, that actor. Um, Akshay what, Kumar. Yeah. What was the name of the movie that we oh, need to Tashan, see? Tashan. Tashan. T-A-S-H-A-N. And it's, okay. the, Tashan means style. Ah, or as they say in that movie, style. Style. <laughs> yeah. And it is very stylish, very Western, uh, at the same time as being very Indian. There's a number of dance numbers. Not really great dance numbers, honestly. But And in fact, if you want to hear a little bit about it, that also was covered on An American's Guide to Bollywood. Yes, okay. But it's one of our family's favorite movies. I mean, just for fun. Nice. Yeah. Tashan. And it's got some huge stars in it. Mm. Saif Ali Khan, um, Karina Kapoor. Ooh, I know her. Yeah. Yep. The World's Most Beautiful Woman. Yes. <laughs> Akshay Kumar and Anil Kapoor. That's great. He's the bad guy, but mm. he's, he's, he is loving being the bad guy in this, <laughs> I just have to say. He's an older star who I just love. So. Oh, that's good. Anyway. Yeah. Try that out for, just for fun. We, there's nothing we could talk about. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I look at his um IMDB page. Um this is um Ak- Akshay Kumar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven things in process. Announced oh pre production or filming right now. <laughs> That's real Bollywood style, man. I can so like, do six movies a year. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been in all kinds of different things. So there's one that we watched relatively recently called Toilet. Uh-huh. And um, it was a comedy romance, but also it was really highlighting a, the problem, the very c- real current problem that a lot of villages don't have toilets. Uh-huh. So the ladies have to go to the fields in the morning and at night when it's still dark. Men will attack them there. I mean, you know, it's just... One of these things where you go, huh, he was huh. in that movie. He was in one called Padman. 
Mm-hmm. This is a different problem ladies have in India, you might guess. Uh, <laughs> so oh anyway, um, mm-hmm. so he will be in these kind of movies where they're always kind of crowd pleasers, mm-hmm. but lightly telling a serious message. And in fact, Toilet was sponsored by the Indian government going, here's some money, please show it everywhere. We, <laughs> we need people to cooperate with us in this situation. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but he's just, I enjoy his, him. He's, he's just a very likable actor. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And in this, I enjoyed the fact that he was doing something a little more serious and, um, you could see him really doing it well. Yeah. He was great. Mm -hmm. He was great. So now we know some more Indian history, which we've (laughs) all been wanting to know. Am I not right? You are absolutely right. Excellent. (laughs) I have learned a lot through these and yeah, I, Looking forward to our next one. Oh, never fear. There will be one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and there glad. was much rejoicing. Oh, when, good. <laughs> the same as when they raised the flag. <laughs> yes. Heartfelt with a tear Heartfelt. in your eye. Yes, indeed. Yes. That's too fun. That's too fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this movie. Oh, I'm glad um, it really, it. it really is terrific. And like you said, by any standard, um, I think it would be enjoyed by anybody. Um, this is not, um, some of the Indian movies we've seen, um, really require, uh, or are enhanced by, I should say, some more knowledge about the Indian culture and things. Mm -hmm. Um, this one would work for anybody, um, without much knowledge of that, I think. This Um, is relatable by any standard. Anybody who's suddenly Mm -hmm. thrust into a horrible situation like this understands exactly what's going on. And they understand the couple beforehand. Yep. You know, yep. this is mm-hmm. just a typical marriage problem. Right, right. Um, and, and not much time is spent on that, really. Yeah. The thing that I like about it is it's telling the story of the airlift and how they get to that point. The, the What makes it a really well-told movie is that they're threading the character things in it without stopping and slapping us across the face about it. Mm. It's just a natural part of the story. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep, well put. Good luck finding it, everybody. Yeah. Try your library. <laughs> Try the library, right. <laughs> but I'm going to look it up on my library and see if uh, if that's a way I could have seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, possible. have the DVD because it's kind of like Moneyball, which I can't believe we haven't talked about on this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I have mm-hmm. watched that so many times, and every single time I love it. I don't <laughs> know how I could do that, but yeah, yeah. there you go. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Cool. All right. So it's in the pool room. Excellent. (laughs) I love it. Well, all right. Well, next up for us is part one of Gone with the Wind. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to do two two parts of Gone with the Wind, the book. Um, So, yeah, part one will be next. And then the the podcast after that will be part two. Yeah, I guess we're going from one foreign culture to another foreign culture. Yes, indeed. For sure. Pre-Civil War and then I guess post-Civil War. Yeah. South. Right. Yep. Very good. Yep. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it very much right now. Oh, good luck. Good, good. <laughs> yep. And good luck to everyone who wants to try to read it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, enjoyable. So, okay. Right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll take care, all. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to do some hardcore editing around all that. Absolutely. Uh.